0: Welcome back to the fourth episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. I'm Ben Shoup with Hunter or HLC again. Sorry, I'm used to to saying Hunter lower, Um, but, you know, we're going to go with HLC because that's also what everybody calls you. So welcome back. Fourth episode. I hope you guys enjoyed last week. It was all hockey last week uh, from what I believe, except for the end, which was still my I don't know if we'll get. A topic for the day in history that will top that because i even told some of my old like my uncles and everything and they were they had no idea that, it, that that was even a team in buffalo so still my favorite one probably will be my favorite one for a while but um yeah and we'll see what you have for us later today but uh how you doing on this thursday june 1st it is officially june now so yeah
1: i'm i'm doing fine uh crazy to see the months change i mean you figure it's the Well, I think you would say the beginning of the next half of the year, the last half of the year. Uh, So pretty crazy that we were, um, time moves that quickly. Uh, But speaking of June, it's maybe our first uh, roll in here. It's nice to see that there will be some June hockey uh, taking place just an hour and a half um, east of of Buffalo there in Rochester, New York, with the Americans advancing, well, not advancing, but advancing a series to continue versus Hershey. Uh, Last night they, one convincingly in Pennsylvania to keep the series alive, uh, 3-2. And they'll head back tomorrow, June 2nd, for a pivotal game sex to try to keep the series alive once again.
0: Yeah, and we actually have two two teams that are related to Buffalo. The Amherst being one and the Buffalo Bandits being the other that are playing in June. I believe that they played in June last year because uh, that also went to Game 3 last year. So it might have might have ended right before. But either way, got teams that are representing Buffalo sports um, playing in June. Not the team that we want, obviously, with the Sabres. I mean, everybody wants the Sabres, but Bandits, that's good to see still. They ended up actually losing the other day 16 to 10. Pretty rough game for them, um, but they won game one, 13 12. And for those who don't know, lacrosse is best of three in the finals. So they play this third in Buffalo. I might be going to that game. Not 100% sure yet. But yeah, the, the game three, it will be. Whoever wins, wins the title again. Are the Mammoths going to win it in Buffalo again? Or are the Bandits going to win it finally since, I believe, I'm blanking on the year, but... 2008. 2008. Since 2008. So, I mean, they got there in 2019 as well. And I know. So they've they've been there a couple times. But can they finally, finally get it um, since 2008? So let's just start with the Bandits. Then we'll get into the Amherst a little bit. Um, Bandits... What do you think about them? Are you going to try to go to the game? And, again, just quick thoughts on the, on the series.
1: Yeah, uh, I, w- I was actually sure to tune in for probably the latter stages of the first quarter through the whole way of of the last game on Memorial Day there. Um, unfortunate result uh, with the loss. The, it, they never really looked in control. I think they tied it up a couple of times early, but then Colorado took, took – really took control. And the one thing I noticed, and I, I will admit that is actually the first NLL broadcast I've tuned into uh, throughout the season, but uh, Buffalo is getting uh, just a, a an abomination, uh, countless almost numbers of penalties. Um, they were not able to stay out of the box, which of course hurts. Um, definitely some physicality. Uh, that's probably to be expected, but um, maybe from what I've gone, it definitely seemed like a little bit more, actually. I'm sure the finals, um in, has everybody ramped up on on the turf there um, but yeah so you would like from a buffalo standpoint hopefully it's a change of fortune reverse of fortune this season um, I would like to go I'm seeing uh an inter- a little a side side quest side topic is that I know uh, the like if you go to the box office it's 44 but if you get them online it's 51 with the fees so it's kind of like what are you willing to pay for a deciding game in NL across I know last year I actually paid um, thirty-five per with online fees included. Hmm. Um, so I, so I guess I get ten, nearly ten dollars increase. Maybe that's just what time brings. Um, but would I like to see it be the same prices last year? But I get that we can't always have things that way. So I'm, cons- I'm definitely in the consideration mode. Um, I'll, I'll see kind of what's going on. But um, I'd like to go. I would like to see the the reverse there. What's tough though is that it borders right up to game one of the Cup Finals between. Vegas and Florida. I know that might be uh, a factor in some people's decision making on whether to go. I think because it's one of our city's teams, I could do, deal with maybe not tuning into every single minute of Game One. Um, plus, this is a deciding game, so uh, I'm yeah, right, right there giving it some thought. But wherever I am, whether it's the arena or the television, I'll be rooting for them, no doubt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I might actually change. I might have to go down there now and get him because. We all know, especially it's fifty dollars, it says without the fees from you know Ticketmaster, and we all know how bad those those fees can get. Um, and now that I'm actually thinking about, it, did you get your tickets f- like the day before, the day of
1: for what last year? Um, I believe it was like if the game was on a Saturday, I believe I got them on a Monday. Um okay. so it, what I what I do remember, it was the last because I went with a group of four total. It was the last group of four 435 per then it jumped to 45 so i maybe the rush is happening quicker maybe there was maybe there were cheaper tickets um i did actually see they're gone now with some singles for 42 online so actually if you would have been at the box office that's probably like 35 but those went quickly and um i would likely be going with people so i would need more than one um so yeah very interesting though that uh all the different factors. And of course it's the convenience of doing it from your phone, but is it worth the seven bucks? I mean, I guess OP to downtown, what's the gas money. Is that $7? I don't know. So just a lot of factors to make your decision. I mean, I'm pretty passionate about like ticket news and ticket pricing. So interesting stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I definitely want to try to go. I'm um, Like I said, I haven't been to a bandits game in a while. <laughs> Um, and what better game to go to than game three of the finals? Not really m- many better ones than that, but moving on to the Amherst, uh, they also got the win after, like you said, dropping three straight down three to one. They, they won, um, on, was it, was it yesterday? Just yesterday, actually. Yeah, it yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, it was because I thought it was like three days ago, but no, it was yesterday. Um, and it was a good game. It was a good game. You got to see Rusek score two. He also had kind of a dirty hit against him. I don't know if you saw that that clip. Didn't get nothing got called, but um, yeah. So they they won down three to two, coming back to Rochester. Hopefully they can get that win, and then I believe Game Seven would be back in um, Hershey. Hershey, yeah. So it'd be back in Hershey, and hopefully they can get the win there too. So. But either way, this has been a great season. right? It's been a phenomenal season for Rochester. They've seen the young guys again do some great things um, and just have some great leaders there. Now there's some speculation. I'm hearing that two of the Amerks next year will be playing overseas in Europe, hoping it's not Rusek. That's one that I know that people aren't hoping for, but some people are leaning towards um, Weissbach moving just because he wouldn't have the opportunities to get to the NHL. And I believe the other one was, I'm blanking on who the other one was, but it was another just reason of he wouldn't have had the playing time, wouldn't have really gotten a chance. Um, so two guys are going to be going down, supposedly to, going to over to Europe, and we will see who that is. But when it comes to right now, it's, again, good to see the young guys getting involved. Still nothing from Matt Savoy. Uh, it's been quiet for him since he's gotten there. Ryan Johnson has not played. I don't believe he played yesterday. Um, but yeah, they're getting some guys that are at least practicing with them that can, you know, get get familiar with some of the team and everything. So, what do you think of the Amherst and what do you think of Game Six going into it?
1: Um, it's really nice to see that they showed some fight and didn't go down. Um, in a very it would be an unfortunate manner to to win the first game, and let's not forget in. Again, I use it convincing fashion. I believe that first game was like 5 1. Yep. Um, and so it's nice. The, the three, the, well, so I know we hadn't recorded yet, but the Memorial Day game, oh my goodness, to go up 2 nothing into the third. And it felt like it was a couple of minutes into the third that Hershey started. So it that all in a flash there, that was just devastating. But great to see them stay alive and we'll hope for the best. Um, I would say, be sure to, to use the momentum you w- would have created from this previous win. And we'll see what happens. Um, I, uh, I would certainly, if they win, I likely wouldn't go tomorrow, but if they win, I would be very tempted to head down to Hershey to see a, the game to clinch, to go into the collar cup finals. And if they were to make it I'll you'll certainly see me there unless it, the prices are right. Just, but I would think that AHL finals, that's, that's certainly reasonable. Um, so yeah, fingers will be crossed. We'll see what happens. Uh, could be the last game of the season at Blue Cross Arena. We hope that's not the case, um, but we'll, we will see what transpires.
0: And I will say this, the games two through four that they lost, they, they didn't really play or like, it's so like the Memorial league game that you're talking about. It's they, that third period up until really what the last 10 ish minutes, like know, I mean, right. they were, they were playing. I felt like they were outplaying them. Um, I mean, I, I my, my uncle ended up putting it on the TV and everything and, um, because he has MSG and I don't have MSG, which, unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, he, he – they they looked like they were in control for a lot of the game. so hopefully they can come out swinging again in Rochester in game six and just put the nail on the coffin saying, look, we're back, it's, it's tied up, series is essentially 0-0, zero, zero, best of one now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm loving what uh, the coach is doing over there that I'm actually blanking on his name now. Seth so, Adams. Yeah. He's been a phenomenal since he's gotten there. I believe this is his third season in Rochester, um, but he's developed young players. I, I, the team's playing well. I mean, every year the team is playing well. I know last year people still had high expectations for that team. They didn't go super far in the playoffs, but I mean, look what happened. They had Paterka and Quinn down there last year, and they looked, for not, they looked good this year. I mean, I, I'll say Quinn looked definitely a, lot, a little bit better than Paterka, but they went through streaks. They're young guys, right? That's what happens in the NHL. But, yeah, either way, two Buffalo teams in the playoffs going far. One's in the finals. One's looking to go to the finals. One's fighting to stay alive to go to the finals. So we'll definitely talk about that next week. Um, definitely talk about the Bandits, how that game went. Hopefully we're, we're talking about a win, right? Hopefully we're talking about a win, but um, we'll see. But now on to some football. You know, it's been a minute since we've talked football, so don't <laughs> don't get mad at us, guys. I know that for everybody who wants football, it's going to be kind of a weird off season. but there's still some news. Everybody's talking about some crazy news, but we're not going to be talking about the news that you probably think we're going to talk about right away. I'm actually going to bring up a video clip. You might have seen this. Oh, it's automatically playing. But, yes, this is the Chicago Bears, their OTAs, Tremaine Edmonds. This is – just watch the play, and then we'll talk about it after. This is what Tremaine Edmonds did in practice. I know it's not the best quality video, but uh, he did – it yeah, he intercepted. I believe it was their backup. Um, so their backup QB, Bears backup. It was not Fields. I know that. Uh, da, 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 da. P.J. Walker, I believe it was. So he, he picked off P.J. Walker. Five career interceptions in five seasons, and he's only had two in the last three. I know that was something everybody always was getting on him for in Buffalo is, yo, he, he never gets the ball when the ball's thrown at him. He plays good coverage here and there, but he does not turn... He's not does not get turnovers for everybody. So he went, ended up getting two his rookie year, then went one, zero, one, one. So that's how one every year pretty much average out uh, when you get one per year since his rookie year. So that did get a little bit of attention on – I saw Twitter and everything. Everybody was saying, oh, well, he's still overpaid. He's still overpaid. Well – he was still a very good football player, as much as people don't want to admit it. He was still a very good football player for this team. I know he had his ups and downs, but he was a good—he was a good player. And McDermott's even said it himself that it's going to be hard to replace him. Right? Bean said it too. It's going to be hard to replace a guy like that. But they do have rookie coming in, Dorian Williams. I know people were saying after he got drafted, no way he's going to be playing middle linebacker. There's just no way. Well, guess what? McDermott said he is playing middle linebacker and learning that position. Uh, and I, like I said, being after the draft, said they'll know by training camp if they want to have Williams in the mix for the spot. Seems like they already want to have him in the mix for the spot. But there's still Tyrell Dodson. There's still uh, A.J. Klein, uh, Baelin Spector. Bu- I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are going to be fighting for that spot. Um, but before we get into that, Tremaine Edmonds. What, are you missing him yet? Are you kind of still in the middle on it? Are you towards, nah, I'm already past him. For me, I'm just going to say a quick... I definitely, yeah, I miss him a little bit, but I'm excited to see these new guys. I'm excited to see a little bit new energy. Tremaine, as much as he was good, I, I his he I think he reached his limits. And I still say that contract, no way I would have come close to that contract for him. That was the big part. So yeah, I'm missing him. I definitely wish he was Bill still, but I I'm at the point where I'm already accepted it. So yeah, I've moved on.
1: Yeah, I would pr- likely pretty much agree with those sentiments. Uh, I, I missed his um, – what you would I would, would target as an upward projection from past years. I know there were some plays that happened in early seasons of his and maybe even the middle that were a, a fault possibly um, of, of why the opposing team gained a chunk of yards or even scores. But I liked what I saw last year, but I would say I, I I'm not missing him as much when I saw the contract Chicago gave out. Um and so I'm excited for somebody like Dorian Williams. Um I I I'm familiar with his uh a little bit of his, his statistics, doing some uh, mock news reports on them and I'm liking the two lane green wave. I still quick side another side quest here, cannot get over that two lane USC Cotton Bowl. Uh that is gotta be one of the top five college football games I've ever watched. Um, I will admit, I don't know his exact impact in that game, but because it was his team, I just can't get over that. Um, beating the Heisman trophy winner, Caleb Williams. Um, but I know that Williams led the Tulane green wave in total sacks and tackles last season. So that brings a lot of promise to me. I know they played in, they play in the American athletic conference. However, we can't forget that we have a playoff team from the previous season, Cincinnati coming out of that. So it's, it's, it's still a That's a probably your high end, uh, like maybe graduated above a mid-major tier, but not a power five. I, I you would think. Um, so I'm excited for what I, what we would hopefully be seeing out of out of Dorian Williams Williams here, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to what he brings to the table.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, he and I do want to remind people of this that Tremaine Edmonds out of college was yeah he had was 6'5. He was this you know crazy freak athlete that was 19 years old, but there people were not really fully in on him especially going into the draft i mean there's a reason he went 16 i mean if he was a surefire thing i mean he's six everybody says he that it's the 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 size and speed that he played with that drew people to him it was just the intangibles that he had that you can't you can't teach you can't teach that size you can't teach that type of type of just human body like tremaine had but he was not a surefire thing coming out of college. That was the thing everybody said. You know, yeah, he like I said, he's he's got the size, he's got the speed, but he did not really have everything else. Um, and that's kind of how I feel like Dorian is in a sense. Like he's got that speed to cover the field. He's can 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 cover uh, everywhere. Can go end to end or sideline to sideline. Um, and he's more again a coverage linebacker than he is a linebacker playing against the run he's not going to be a run big run game guy um and that's exactly how Tremaine is and exactly how I'm looking at right now his um PFF grades which PFF yes I I I'm up and down with how I feel about PFF grades um I more look at them defensively and offensive guards really um but yeah Tremaine Edmonds his numbers are very similar to Dorian Williams and I know it's college compared to the NFL but still like the coverage grade is up here and then the the run game grade is just a lot lower for both players um, but I, I'm excited to see him I mean, I'm really excited to see him he ran, He actually runs very similar speed to Tremaine he is also another young guy he's only he's going to be turning 22 in about less than a month in about 27 days for Dorian Williams so He's still another young guy. I'm excited to see him. I, I want to see him fly all over the field, which is actually crazy that he's only turning 22 and he played four seasons at Tulane. That is also something that I did not realize. Um And I also would love to have seen because his 2021 was atrocious for Dorian Williams. And his 2022 is much better, but his 2020 was great, too. So I'd love to see what would have happened if he didn't have that 2021 where it wasn't that great. I'd love to see if maybe, maybe he goes higher in the draft. Maybe teams are higher on him. Um, But I mean, he can get after the quarterback. He can cover, like we said, and he doesn't miss many tackles. He does not. That's the thing. He had an 8.3 missed tackle rate last, last season, 10.5 the year before that. And that's right around Tremaine. Tremaine had a, I believe it was a 7.7. 7. Uh, Yeah, 7.7, 7.5, 7. and then 13, 13, 13. So, again, right around the same, hoping he can come in. Are you at all thinking, oh, maybe we will go somebody? Maybe Dotson will be the starter? Because I, I do think if there's anybody else besides Jordan Williams that they would put there, it would be Dotson because I think he is a guy that deserves a shot. He's been here for a little bit. He, again, is another player that I, I I think can be a very impactful player. Maybe they split it with them, or and maybe they do three with Klein as well. Um, but he's one that definitely could pop off and pop pop off the the, the, and the on video and really show out. So what do you think of Dodson and Klein really in the mix?
1: Yeah, I, I could see a splitting of sorts going on, at least to start until one maybe comes out of the shadows as a clear cut. Um, Dodson, I feel like, is one of those players that you forget – uh, that he's been with the organization for as long as he has been. I don't have a pin on the exact how many seasons, but I know it's been more than a couple. Um, I, yeah yeah coming out of Texas A and M, and then Klein. Um, I know he, his age is a little bit up there, and I believe it was that. Uh, he was either cut or put on waivers, picked up by was it Chicago, and then we the Bills got him back on waivers. So he, I feel like he's he would have the 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 most of an uphill battle. Um, but, I, but I, but I would probably side with the, the split and then see, see who, uh, comes out ahead, uh, to, to the decision makers. Yeah. Dodson has
0: technically been on the team for four years, but his rookie year, he was suspended, did not play. And 2020 didn't play in the postseason. played 10 games, started two games in 2020, But did play did play in sixteen games last year. Started three games last year for the Bills. Had thirty two combined tackles, twenty two solo tackles, a sack, couple tackle for loss. So I mean, look, he's another guy that can do a little bit of everything. Maybe coverage wise isn't exactly his specialty. So maybe like we said, they do you know look to do a little bit of Dodson, a little bit of uh, Dorian Williams, and a little bit of Klein. But I'm excited to see this linebacking crew. I'm excited to see how Matt Milano plays now, too. I'm excited to see if they switch that up. Um, If they go, maybe, you know, instead of him all the time playing weak side, instead of playing his position every time they do move a middle here and there. Um, Because, obviously, he is the best linebacker on the team. Arguably top 10 in the league, people say. Um, I mean, I'd probably have him in the top 10, but he is an unbelievable player. That's one guy that that's another reason why I'm not missing Tremaine as much too. If we did, if the Bills didn't have a guy, to, another guy there, like if it was we just let Tremaine walk, or they just let Tremaine walk and Milano's not there, and we're bringing in Dodson, uh, Williams and Klein as just our three line, uh, the three linebackers for them, then I would be a little more concerned. So, um, yeah, I, I think Milano being there definitely makes it up, makes up for losing Tremaine a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I got for, for the Williams conversation for now until you see it. We see a little more come out bottom and gets closer to training camp. And, I mean, I know I'll be down at training camp a lot. I'm guessing you'll probably be there at least for a day or so. Um, But, yeah. But Tremaine Edmonds making some noise, a little bit of noise in in, in Chicago. I did see – I actually posted that, a video um, about – Tremaine making this play and I said like Oh he's making plays and a couple people were like It's one video he's not making plays It's like he's. Do you see a Dorian Williams video anywhere (laughs) I mean you're seeing Plays right it's the one thing that people Always said he He couldn't do in Buffalo he couldn't He couldn't get interceptions he couldn't do that But he's doing it in at least OTAs in Chicago Um, The highly paid man Highly paid I believe he's getting 22 Million dollars handsomely yeah, he's he's getting paid. He's not gonna be if if we're missing him, he's not. I don't think he's missing Buffalo as much as we're missing him. Um, but yeah, there's also another couple Bills moves. DeAndre Hopkins, we got to talk about it. We haven't talked about it yet. I know it's every day people are talking about it. People are going on about it. But Dell or yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was wearing a jacket in Toronto. He was in Toronto saying he likes the cold. There was a Buffalo on the jacket. Ever like, if you look very closely, you could see a Buffalo on there. He has said that he wa- would love to play with Allen multiple times. But the issue there's a, the money issue. The Bills don't have a lot of cap space. I mean, there's just a lot of factors, right? Same with Kansas City. Now there's teams coming up that he said he wanted to play for a champion uh, t- contender. And now, all of a sudden, Houston's popping up. And, I mean, I, I'm a little confused on this whole thing. I think a little bit of it is just to just to get people or teams a little more interested and a little more pressing on the gas, saying, oh, I will, you know, consider the Texans. I don't think he's going to the Texans. I don't think he's going to the Panthers. That's another team I saw in there. I, I just – I think he wants a team that can contend right now. So – I'm in the middle on the whole DeAndre Hopkins situation. I think I'm a lot like other people where I'll be more upset if the, the, the bills don't get him and he goes to Kansas city than anything. Like if he, if he goes to even the jets, I won't really care too much. I mean the jets, I guess a little bit, but like Patriots, I won't care. I'm not, that's not changing my book that much on the Patriots. If he goes to, uh, where else has been talked about? Um the There's Cowboys, the Giants, the Cowboys won't really care too much. The Lions, I've heard a little bit, won't really care too much. Actually, you might like the Lions too. I'd love to see that. But yeah, the one team I'll hate is if he goes to the Chiefs, because then it's another thing that what do they do. They beat us to the they beat us to the punch there again. And it's just like, does Patrick Mahomes even need DeAndre Hopkins? No. Does Josh Allen need DeAndre Hopkins? Probably not. But they've won Super Bowls. Bills have not won Super Bowls. I, I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins only if it means that he's not going to Kansas City. I won't really care if he's not in Buffalo, though. So I don't know. Where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, um, it would be very bothersome to see him in Kansas City. But then it, the question at, at hand becomes, do you want to spend the money just to prevent him from going somewhere when it's not a possessional need? Uh, certainly an upgrade, but it's kind of like they're forcing you to play a hand that you really didn't need to, and it's going to affect you in the long run. Um, so I, I, it's it's just it's very interesting being an AFC team, of course, with the Chiefs uh, knocking at the door of signing him. You wonder how a team like Cincinnati is feeling about that. I mean, they're, they're certainly all set with their wide receiving core, but um, do they think about, well, do we have to do something to – Prevent them from going here, um, but really all you can do is sign on yourself. Uh, I, I don't really have another solution, so it's it's uh, just very interesting of a scenario given the the talent uh, dispersion across the conference. How would you feel if you went to say Baltimore?
0: Like would because that's another team that I've seen in the mix a lot too. Another very good AFC team. They got Od- Odell Beckham Jr they still have Lamar Jackson, who, again, I personally didn't think he was going back to Baltimore, but he's back. Right. So what do you think about that? Would you be just as upset as Kansas city or is it kind of like, okay, like Baltimore now is in that conversation of the top four and easily in the AFC. And it's really, you know, just now it's another team that the Bills got to get by like Cincinnati and Kansas city.
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't feel as, uh, uh, frightened, perhaps. Um, I, it would be interesting. That would be likely another one-year uh, star wide receiver um, that would, is likely going to be expensive. Um, and I, I would probably consider him a, a little bit better than Odell Beckham Jr. as it stands. Um, so it'd be funny that Beckham was not – it doesn't end up being the biggest signing of the offseason if it was to happen. What's interesting is I know the Bills uh, do not play the Ravens, so that would only come – if there was a playoff uh, square square down square off um, showdown, so I, I would not. That would be a kind of a uh, something that I would definitely be uh, keeping tabs on, of course, because it's the AFC still. But I know they're not on the seventeen game schedule, so it wouldn't affect the Bills uh, as closely as it would if he goes to um, if he goes to Kansas City. Now, an interesting point that I would propose is that. How do you feel if he goes to an NFC team that the Bills do play this year, but of course then you'd only be worrying about the big game in February if you got by him the first time around? That's an interesting opportunity. So somebody like the Giants would be what comes – or Dallas.
0: Yeah, I great. mean yeah. – I feel like the Giants wouldn't really care because, again, don't mm-hmm. think – I just – I don't think Daniel Jones is – would beat Josh Allen. That's one of the things Like, I just don't think, I don't see him outscoring them even with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Cowboys, I think I would just be like, oh, it's the Cowboys. Like, of course they get them. I, I don't think I'd be too upset, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be close to as upset as Kansas city or anything like that. I mean, Kansas City's the one that I just, I would, I would, I don't even know if I'd be upset more than just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, of course this happens, right? Of course it happens. Or Baltimore, I kind of actually expect him to go to Baltimore now that I'm looking at it. Um, but no, NFC, NFC, I don't think I'd care too much, even if the Bills played him this year, uh, just because I think even if we lose to the Cowboys or the Giants with him, I don't think it affects like the playoffs or anything for us. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too mad, I don't think. So, Yeah. But there's another guy that also is being talked about coming to Buffalo that we'll just talk about real quick. We'll get into definitely more next week about it. But Dalvin Cook, his brother plays on the team. Just, Well, we won't talk about what we think about it or if we think he's going to go. He, say, he said apparently it's between the Dolphins and Bills, or not between them, but those are the teams he's interested in going to is the Dolphins and Bills. Dolphins, he grew up in, in Miami. Uh, he was a Dolphins fan, I believe, and his brother obviously plays on the Bills. So what would you think about that? Do you think – it's really even something you'd want because I do see people even saying, I don't even want that to happen. I would invite it fully. And I think it'd be awesome to have two brothers at the same position playing. I think it'd be awesome to have them both out on the field at the same time. That'd be awesome. But what do you think about Dalvin cook? Where do you stand there?
1: Um, definitely an interesting proposition. I really don't view it as a priority. I mean, that would certainly require you. You would figure to have to likely cut or trade someone like Latavius Murray. Um, because you have Hines being an all purpose back. Um, Harris, I feel like, is the signing that has already happened that you wouldn't cut, you would suppose. And then Cook is that up and coming guy. So I, there's got to be an odd man out in that scenario. I, 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 I think the stars align that he will go to the Dolphins personally. Um, and that would be unfortunate to have to deal with at least twice a year, as we saw last year, might even be three times. Um, so I, I just think that's going to be what what occurs, but it would certainly be interesting. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it would be kind of something that's uh, rem- reminds me of kind of taking the best available player in a draft over a positional knee just because he's there. Yeah. Um. So that that's kind of where I would stand on on Mister Dalvin there.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it'd be nice to have him. Not going to complain about it. Like I know I, I, that's the thing. I've just seen so many people complaining of like saying, "Oh, I would hate it." Like I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> but I just would be like, okay, like we've got another running back. Like I just, I, I, I don't think it would affect the Bills close to as much as if they got DeAndre Hopkins, but I would still fully invite it. Um, if I had a pick, I'm picking DeAndre Hopkins 10 times out of 10 over Dallin Cook. That's not even a question. I, I don't know if you'd agree with me on that, um, but at the end of the day, I'm not even going to be mad if they don't get either of them. I think they're a good team now. I think they're a team that can win the Super Bowl now. I don't, I'm I'm kind of lost here and I know that we'll talk about it probably in, in the upcoming weeks, but I'm lost on this whole narrative that Kansas city and Cincinnati are miles ahead of the bills right now. I, I, I don't even understand that really um, just because what have they done compared to us this off season that really put them that much farther ahead. I mean, Kansas City, the Bills beat last year. In, I know it was regular season, but they still beat them. And they had, what, a bad game in the playoffs where they had an emotional long year that you could see that they were physically tired? So that's how I'll leave it for now. I mean, I I I just don't understand that whole thing that the Bills aren't even on the level of Kansas City. They need, they need this help. They need DeAndre Hopkins. They don't need DeAndre Hopkins. It'd be phenomenal to get them. I'd love it. But at the end of the day, I don't think they need DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, that's all I got. Do you got anything else before we get into the history?
1: Not a ton. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where they sign. It could take a long time like it did with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, And I know that the bills will be mentioned in those lists, but it could all just be some smoke. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a history fact for today either as i said to you before i did actually think about one literally in the middle of this show and i completely forgot it so i'm kind of upset and if i remember it i've been trying to remember it literally since probably about 10 minutes ago the whole past 10 minutes i've been trying to really remember it can't do it um but yeah well if i think about it i'll bring it up but what is the hlc's day in history
1: So today we have an unfortunate one for Buffalonians, but it was one that summarized uh, a great effort. Uh, The Sabres' longest uh, playoff run in in recent history. I know there's not a lot of those, Uh, but in 2006, so we will head back uh, a whole 17 years now, believe it or not. Um, The Sabres uh, go into Raleigh, and at the time I believe it was the RBC Center, and they put up a good fight, but they lose two The Carolina Hurricanes, 4-2 in a Game 7 scenario to be eliminated. And Carolina advances to, of course, we know, play Edmonton and end up winning the Cup. Uh, I know it it came up this year because I believe Carolina made the same mistake in uh, one of the games versus Florida, a delay of game. Because in here, it was Brian Campbell, Soupy, Soup Dog, putting a puck over the glass, gives Carolina a two-minute power play. They, They capitalize on it and they end up winning the game 4-2. Um, so that is what I have. Uh, definitely a notable one, given I'm sure plenty of listeners um, would remember it. I did not watch it live. I would have been 5. I'm sure I remember seeing it on the Sports Center. bottom line, uh, maybe dad reading the newspaper, mom reading the newspaper. But looking back at it, what a run it would have been uh, to follow. And, uh, hey, Final Four finish, uh, definitely nothing to hang your hats on. Hopefully some of those times are uh, in the near future.
0: Yeah, I think it actually was that penalty. I think it was Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. this season, and, and I think it was literally with two minutes left, like same exact <laughs> two like games almost over, and I think it was where Kachuk scored with
1: four point three.
0: Yeah, four point. I think it was that because I think everybody was mm-hmm. like, I saw and kept seeing on Twitter, and everybody was saying, "Oh, Carolina losing uh to a penalty <laughs> yeah. and late penalty that cost them." Sounds familiar uh, and everything. So that's yeah i mean it's obviously something that everybody that's why everybody was saying don't want carolina they don't want carolina to get to the finals um now they got vegas and florida which game one i believe is saturday saturday night um so we'll see who wins that one but yeah that's a i mean it's a tough one it's a tough one for sure i don't think i watched it live if i did i'm like like you i was five years old so i wasn't <laughs> wasn't really remembering it um too too much but i do know i have a couple cousins and everything that are huge huge hockey fans that have helped me really get back into the sport which i don't know why i ever stopped watching the sport um but yeah so it, it that's a, that's a good good topic there good one uh, do you want to do the other one that you had i think you you did have another one if you want to do it we, or if we want to save it for next time or
1: well, do. I guess I suppose because it happened today, just interesting stuff uh, kind of out, of out of the main realm. But you'll mention it. And actually now looking at it would be interesting to see about some heritage with this last name. So in 1924, uh, 99 years ago, um, Buffalo native Iggy Gronkowski qualifies for the U.S. Olympic cycling team. So I would have to we would love to ask old Rob there. Is that a great, great, great aunt? of sorts, or even a grandma, maybe a great-great-grandma, um, possibly, but pretty interesting there. Uh, would, nice to see that our, our city had some Olympic representation um, there for the qualifying in 1924. I don't know if that would have been for a later year or if there was a Summer Olympics in 1924, but interesting stuff. Just looked it up. His great-great-grandsons
0: include Rob, Dan, Chris, and Glenn Gronkowski. So that's his great-great-grandsons. Are related, that is crazy to think about. Another thing, wow, geez, there's so many things about Buffalo. Like, I, I, I just, I honestly have no idea about half of this. And this is why we're, I mean, this is why we're doing it. This is the exact reason I told you why I wanted to do these history things at the end was because you are gonna know a lot more, or you're gonna be able to find a lot more, even if you didn't know it. And we're just gonna build off it because the last two weeks, that one. I'd still say last week's was a little bit better just because that one, I, I don't know if you can top that. I mean, Hank Aaron being discovered in Buffalo on the Buffalo clowns. Um, but this one, yeah, this one was another great one. So I, we're just going to end it that way. Perfect way to end it. Let us know down below what you guys think of DeAndre Hopkins, what you guys think of Dalvin Cook, the Amherst Bandits, everything we covered. What do you think about them? If you have any questions that you want to see us cover, drop them down below. And also, let us know what you think about these history facts because that's, I mean, that's the big thing that we're doing, right? We do we want to talk about, I mean, Hunter's been nailing it week after week. I've kind of been slacking just a little bit. Um, I did say actually my, my history of the fact, history fact of the day was going to be that DeAndre Hopkins' birthday is in five days. So he's going to be 31, not 30. So I guess that's my history of fact is that he was born 31 years ago in five days. So. <laughs> Not not as good as not as cool as uh as Rob Gronkowski's great great grandfather, great grand I don't know great great grandfather I'm blanking now I just had it pulled up but great grandfather just baked history and as a Buffalonian again so craziness it we went a little bit longer here today but um, any last words before we hop off?
1: Uh, given that we are uh, June first, gonna have to little quick shout out here. Let's go Nuggets! Yeah,
0: I. I'm in the same boat as well. Uh, I'm a Celtics fan. I know everybody's going to say, wow, you're in for a Boston team. I have cousins from Boston, so that's all I'll say. Buffalo doesn't have a basketball team. And, and I know me and this is – that's something we'll definitely have to get into later on is we disagree on the Clippers. You are a Clippers fan because they were Buffalo. I'm not a Clippers fan because they left Buffalo. So that's another thing that we'll get into later on. But, um, yeah, Nuggets in four. That's all I'll say. And uh, as always, go Buffalo, and thanks for tuning in. And we will
1: see you guys next week. Thank you. Uh, Quickly, we'll say go Buffalo uh, in lacrosse, not Denver in lacrosse, but go Denver in basketball. So there you have it.
0: Yeah. See you guys next time.